We're continuing our systematic study of Paul's letter to the Romans, and today um, we begin at the fifth verse of the 10th chapter, where we want to read, uh, Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. What does it say? The word is near you. It's on your lips. In your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. For most followers of Christ, this portion of scripture is very familiar. It's uh, ground that's been trod over and over and over. But as I've cautioned before, I caution now, Ryan, it don't let familiarity be the enemy of what God is trying to say. Uh, what exactly is Paul saying? What exactly is he saying? Uh, the J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, Moses writes of righteousness by the law when he says, that the man who does those things shall live by them, which is theoretically right, but impossible in practice. But righteousness by faith says something like this. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down to us, or who will descend into the abyss to bring him up from the dead. The word is near you, even in your mouth, and in your heart, see what Paul is doing right now is he's reflecting or referencing or echoing, uh, however you want to put it, sort of, kind of, uh, Moses' words from the 30th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, starting at the 11th verse. This is what Moses said. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you and in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. See, God's people are on the cusp of uh, entering into the land of promise, and Moses is soon to be off the scene. I appreciate the things that you guys have shared, and uh, at least I'm doing one thing right, in that, uh, as the kings were sharing, I am doing everything within my power, everything within my capacity to prepare you for the inevitable. Oh, pastor, don't talk about this. It's like, please, give it a rest. It is my job. It is my responsibility to prepare you, to give you everything God has given me to share with you so that you are prepared as best you can as you enter into that promised land. 
that 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 next turn of the page, if you will. And so Moses is soon to be off the scene, and he's uh, given final instruction. I, I like to think about, you know, it's we always have these, uh, you know, particularly in the season I'm in now. Uh, you always you you reflect back on last conversations, you know, the last things that were said. Uh, what could have been said, and we like to think, I like to think anyway, you know, Thomas Kincaid or Hallmark kind of a uh, channel. I hate the Hallmark channel. I just, uh, <laughs> what a waste of TV. But uh, it really is. Uh, but, but, but the idea that, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'll have, uh, you know, when the end comes, I'll have a gradual death and, uh, you know, I'll have you guys come in one by one and I give you a few words. It's like, you just never know. It's just in almost 10 times out of 10, but I'll say nine times out of 10, that's not the way it's going to happen. It's like one day you're here, one day you're not. See, but Moses in this case had the opportunity to share. I'm giving you instruction now. Uh, as you're getting ready to go into the promised land. Prior to this portion of text, he reminded the people of what God had done, a history lesson of sorts. He reminded them that they had a covenantal relationship with God. They had more than just a, 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 a passing uh, cursory relationship. No, this was a uh, uh, this was more than a pinky promise. This was this was this was a relationship that was beyond relationships. It was not because they were anything special, as we've shared from the seventh chapter of Deuteronomy. It's because God declared them special. God said, "You're special." Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, but they weren't special in and of themselves. And He reminded them of the associated blessings and curses with that relationship. Love God and things will go well. But if you don't, things won't. It's just that simple. Love God, things will go well. If you don't, it won't. And at that level, we can see, at least I can see, or at least I want to see, uh, why Moses said, what I am commanding is not too difficult. Love God. Just love God. He goes on to say in the 15th verse, see, I said before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. I don't think I'm going out uh, on a theological limb. If I am, you know, don't remind me. Uh, the text is, a is essentially screaming grace. It's screaming grace and dependency on God. Look at what Moses is saying. You look at the text. The command is to love. Love what? Love God and the things that reflect a love for him. It's Valentine's Day. Tomorrow. Uh, you good, Nate? You, you made all your provisions? Everything's in uh, John? You got 24 hours, man. 
I'm here to tell you though, the reservations at the restaurants are pretty tight right now, so uh, uh, you might have to be cooking. And speaking of cooking, um, if we're not careful, we will, see, 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 uh, and I can say this about John, not only is my son, I love him, but I know he's a good cook. He's a chef. He's a, he both loves food and knows how to prepare food. But if we're not careful, you will focus on the meal instead of the object of the meal. And that's not unlike what the, uh, the, the people of promise, the Jews, had done. They were focusing on the, the meal, if you will, and not the object of the meal. See, they lost sight of the point and purpose of the law, which was to point us to the holiness and the love of the lawgiver. As the 119th Psalm reads, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate, it. I meditate on it all day long. Why? Because it reflects and it reveals the object of my affection. I just, it's, the law is, is that, 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 that window, that, that magnifying glass that points me, that allows me to see clearly the object of my affection. Um, imagine if God's people then and now, just imagine if, if, if God's people then and now fully understood the holiness of God coupled with his desire to be in intimate relationship with us, with them, but we are also fully aware of our shortcomings. I mean, if you think of the, if you, if you think of the connected tissue, that the infinite holiness of God, the infinite love he has for us, and the infinite inadequacy that I have to meet anything. That, that if I understood that then and now, I would know, man, this is grace. See, that's why from the very beginning, animal sacrifices were part of the plan. It's like, I know you can't keep it up. You, you, you can't do it. So here, bring a turtle dove, bring a calf, do, do these things. We'll, we will get it right down the road. But, but, but I am showing you that this law that's revelatory of who I am, it's to point you to the depth of love I have for you. See, this is more than a breadcrumb trail uh, that will lead us ultimately to the cross of Christ. Uh, as Jesus said in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, if you love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. Do the things I ask. Uh, the basis of any meaningful relationship is love. And it is love that allows the trust. The basis of any relationship, any meaningful relationship, is love. And it's love that allows trust. Uh, again, as I say in my season of life, now that's why I can, I, can, I can read text now with a more robust understanding and lived out experience. Uh, as I shared a couple of weeks ago, uh, referencing, echoing Job. Uh, experiencing the things that he experienced 
but then able to say, but even if he slays me, even if he slays me, I'll trust him. Because I have that depth of love with him that I don't allow circumstance to dictate uh, the, the depth of love that I know. So, so, so Paul, writing to the Christians in Rome, made it clear in the fourth verse, Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Understand this. Christ, Christ is not God's plan B to the law. Christ is not, oh, well, you know, the law didn't work out, so plan B. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, he's the culmination of the law. He is the very personification of the law. He is the, he is the law lived out. As one theologian writes about what Paul is saying, he is simply taking the form of Moses' statement about the law, including some of the wording, and applying it to grace instead. He is not attempting to quote Moses or interpret Moses. He simply wants to say the same thing about grace that Moses said about the law. We do not have to do something heroic to know about it and receive it. It, is all, it has already been made available to us, namely through Christ Jesus. What Moses said of the commandment can be applied to justification by faith. Paul uses the same words to express exactly the same idea, but with a completely different application. So, let me conclude. Didn't think I'd say that, did you? Uh, still have a little bit enough, Diane. It's just, don't, don't get carried away. Uh, verse 9. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one who believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So quoting the prophet Joel, Paul writes that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Last time I checked, everyone meant everyone. So what's he talking about? Confess with your lips. Believe in your heart. These are not trite words. These are not just simple mental assents. Uh, the confession, the confession and the belief, dare I say, is transformational. Um, I could say I love Gail, but if my life or actions don't reflect what I've said, chances are I don't love Gail. And that's where we, we, we confuse, if you will, well, 
uh, you know, on the membership form, I filled it out and I, I wrote my name on it. So uh, that must be good, right? Believe with your heart. Confess with your mouth. Paul, in his first letter to the Corinthians, uh, he lets us know that no one can say Jesus is, a, Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Nobody can say and really say it with a depth of meaning uh, that Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit is empowering us to do that. Which lets us know that this is not the filling out of a membership form uh, to a church. Uh, as another theologian writes, with that confession, Paul links believing in the heart. The reference to the heart points to the inwardness of faith. Paul is not referring to a superficial confession accompanied by no more than token faith. He is referring to a faith that takes hold of the whole of the inner man. Um, and unless you thought that the eternal sufficiency uh, of a sincere confession, uh, uh, thought the internal sufficiency of a sincere confession and belief, Paul weaves believe, justification, and confession, and salvation all together. Read it here for yourself. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. I know. I, I know, I, I, I know, you've shared and I, you don't have to say, but I already know uh, that uh, <laughs> y'all are eyeballing me. You're, you're looking at me. You're, you're, you're taking the measure of the man and his faith. I know it, I, I'd be doing the same thing. I just, I just, it's, it's, and, and I will share with you that these past, it was, it was two months yesterday, uh, that these past two months have been, without a doubt, the hardest two months of my life. It's, it's hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Oh, it's, it's, oh, you know, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm prancing around the house two feet off the ground and, uh, you know, playing uh, playing all types of gospel music, and it's just like, you know, no, sometimes it's like I'm in a corner, balled up in a fetal position, and just saying, why? Just, why? 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 Um, does your faith match your words? Does your life demonstrate a relationship with the one you confess. Um, it's only a faith that is rooted in the love, yeah, I said it, in the love of God for me, the omnipotence of God that allows me to stand here and speak to you today. Power enough to raise Jesus, the Holy Spirit, power enough to raise Jesus from the dead is more than enough power 
to get me, you, or any one of us through the darkest of seasons. I don't know much. I don't know much. Let me just say this. I've shared it before. We need to have a, we need to come to full term with, again, what does it mean to be a part of a community of faith? Implied in that, what does it mean to be a confessing follower of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? What does that mean? What, what does that mean? Too often what we have done is we have conflated whatever, whatever answer we, 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 we've conceived in our mind, we've conflated that and turned that into religious pursuits but I am telling, I am, take it from me. Religion won't get you where you need to go. Religion won't get you where you need to go. It's only through a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that will carry you through the day. And it's then and only then that we can say, with, with absolute certainty. Choose to slay me, I'll still serve you. Yes, yes, yes. Take everything from me, that's your call. I might, I might be like Job and have a few questions, uh, but ultimately I know that the love you have for me yes. transcends anything that I'm experiencing on this side of eternity. When you, uh, say so much. It teaches us how to pray. minutes and I'm done. There were times, see we can say words, we can say words, I, I can string words together, but when I am in the presence of the holy and I have more, more questions than answers, and I just kneel before God. I say, God, right now, I got nothing. It's the same. But I have you. And as we studied, something about this systematic studying, uh, Erica, 
even when we don't know what to pray for. The Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. If I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, I will be saved. That's an eschatological promise, and that's a right now promise. Let's try it. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, how I do adore you. Love you so much. I love you so much. I got questions. We've got questions. We don't have the answers. We know you do. We do know you love us. the strength to uh, to move faithfully even when the the path is cloudy and uh, our legs grow weary and we just would want to sit down and call it a day give us strength Give us wisdom to lean hard on you. Confess with our lips. Believe with our heart. It's all we need to do. That's all we need to do. pass from darkness into that marvelous, marvelous, wonderful light. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. worshiping with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Jones, for being such a faithful woman of God. In your plane and in your life. Thank you. Father, be with us this day. 
with us. Protect us. Father, we just just adore you. The world is, uh, if we're not focused on a football game, we're headed off to war. God, help us. Help us. Give us wisdom. Give us understanding that you and only you are able to sustain us, to guide us, to save us, and to cleanse us. We thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for each family that, that continues to testify about City Church. Thank you for everyone that calls City Church home. Father, be with them and keep them. We so love you and we thank you. It's in the name of your Son, my Savior, our Savior, the Christ. We ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. greet somebody. <laughs>